Welcome, everyone. This is another Coaching to Flourish podcast. I'm your host, John Andrew Williams, and today we're here with Sandra uh, Michelle Rovira. Sandra, welcome. Welcome to Coaching to Flourish. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. So excited to have you here. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited too. <laughs> so, uh, Sandra's a coach. Sandra's been with us with uh, you know, Coach Training EDU and uh, currently has uh, her own coaching practice. Uh, born and raised in Puerto Rico, uh, currently from Miami. Uh, you were uh, or are a professional event manager, um, and now you have a coaching practice called uh, Path Joy. Uh, and your specialty, no, it's what we call it specialty, or, or what you've been focusing in on is diversity and inclusion coaching. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds apt for the time mm-hmm. and moment in this p- time and place in history. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, what, what's, what's it been like having I mean, a coach focusing on diversion, or, uh, diversity and inclusion with all of these things happening in society right now? I, I think it's been like um, the perfect moment for me. Uh, as, I, as you mentioned, I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico, so I am you know, part of the mi- minority here and, I moved to Miami and one of the reasons is because it was a diverse uh, city. I've, I always been, I always love to travel. I did my bachelor's in humanities because I wanted to know our history. So I'm like kind of a, you know, a, a, a person of humanity. Like, you know, that's what I like to, to be myself. And this kind of wrap up my, my coaching part and it gives me like a real, real uh, sense of, I can do this. Like I have, you know, I'm not only on a, uh, I'm in a diversity, a very diverse city that have people from all around the world. Um, it's also, it's, it's very, it's very close to my heart um, to help people uh, in, in diversity and inclusion, in collective care, how important it is for your personal well-being to live in a society that, that is more fair, that everybody can reach their best potential. That's, that that for me uh, well-being means both parts self-care and also the collective care so nice. we need to be in a in a community that you know that uh, that everybody can do their best uh, reach their best potential and in these times um inclusion and diversity is something that is really really important for to achieve that to to get there right right and this idea of collective care is powerful so powerful how does that tend to show up uh, in the, the clients you work with or in your own life? I, I think uh, I, I always, I, I have seen it in the, in the daily life. For example, people that have issues with road rage mm. or people that, has, uh, that have problems with other people doing things to them or that kind of, um, that kind of daily situations when we live in a society that is that is better and everybody's more happy you avoid of those daily things that kind of you know take take back your your happiness that day or that make you be angry when you don't want to be and and also of course when we are in a in a fair place or in a uh, a place that is uh that values everybody, everybody more you can reach better things and you can make those goals that you want to, to accomplish so in my in my practice, I've seen it 
um, also uh, another thing that I that I get to realize is how people don't how people are more happy when they are when they do more kind things. So um, when some people want some people come like they I just want to be more happy or I just want to you know to feel better about my life and sometimes just doing acts of kindness or being kind to somebody else mentor someone all that can help you can help you even more than when you're helping the other person so those are the instances that i've seen it uh with my clients right i know the support networks that people are creating and having you know people to reach out to uh you know that they become so crucially important as part of, I mean, when you look at uh, a lot of the research around resilience and mm-hmm. strength of network and strength of, yeah. you know, support network really matters uh, yeah, you know, tremendously. Yeah. I, I see that a lot also even in social media, all these groups, for example, in Facebook, like for moms, for, right. so for people right. from a different country. So yeah, it's, community is very important. It's, it's definitely something that that we all need to have our tribe and our people to right. make it. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that we, what's, what's exciting to me is I feel like we're at another pivotal, like you know, up leveling in how in this effort to create a society that is more fair and mm-hmm. you know to have racial equality. Uh, where how how is this? I mean, this, this moment seems so, so apt, okay, but how, how is this, you know, playing out for you as you are like building, building your, your practice, like as clients are coming to you, how, how is this idea of being a diversity and inclusion coach, how is that playing with establishing a coaching practice? I think it, it plays um, on different levels. Um, not mostly people don't go to a coach to learn about diversity right. unless they really want to and they recognize that they need to be better on that aspect that maybe now with all the issues people are realizing oh maybe i need some help you know i need to understand these things so it's it's more of part of the conversation um and and I, as i've been working as an event manager in different corporations in the hospitality industry they are very people with you know with different backgrounds and and it's very interesting um like how you see how people uh their background uh impacts their life and their goals and and i don't think people really realize that they need coaching for inclusion and diversity until they get in a situation that oh you know i think i need to to understand this better and it seems to need this better um but i think people should have it people in corporations human resources leadership in companies everybody should learn and should understand diversity and inclusion and to do better to do their their own job own job better to serve better their people their community their employees so um i think it's also there's there is a, a big job on on understand that we need we don't have all the answers. We need to to educate ourselves in diversity and inclusion. It's not something that um, that is based on what you believe. You really have to educate yourself, learn, you know, read 
talk to people and so above all listen to people <laughs> right. without that there is no there is no way that you can fully understand um the all, all the the different parts that move around um, yeah there was i think there's something in this i mean there, there's something here and i think coaching plays a role a vital role in mm-hmm. in moving this you know moving moving understanding forward i mean this idea of you know empathetic listening and, and really listening to the person and and, and listening uh, without your like li- listening with not yourself yeah. you know from yeah. the perspective of other combined with i think you know getting a knowledge base it's there's so much to learn you know the history and everything and everything that we're in but i think you're completely right listening is i think for me has been the key mm-hmm. um because everybody have their backgrounds everybody have their prejudice and but when you sit down and you really listen and i have to say that obviously the coaching school taught me that so much uh and after that, I was able to really, really listen to people, like, um, and and understand where where people are coming from, where they're, you know, why they're scared of something, what they want, and because you know, you you can if you have you haven't lived other another person's life, you cannot be, you know, you are, you don't know. But when you really sit down and listen, your eyes just open. Like that that for me has been the pivotal point when I really learn thanks to coaching how to listen to people and that changed so much my my perspective um you know and it's it's a it's it's one of the i think one of the best ways to learn is just listening listen to the community listen to the people listen to your friends um i'm jumping in a lot of uh, community meetings to really listen to people what they have to say how they feel (laughs) that's how you learn more definitely yeah and then i've been i just finished uh just mercy over the past this past week and i'm still here by austin brown uh these they're, they're just so powerful i mean the this the, the information's out there the, these books are out there mm-hmm. uh it's in yeah it's I 100% agree. This, this is work, you know, diversity. It's not like a, it's not a sidecar issue. This is something that is woven, needs to be woven into everything. This understanding. Uh, there was a, a resource uh, that Jennifer, part of our uh, social media uh, team, she brought about, uh, there's this resource in it. There's a question. It's not, it's not asking the question, you know, how can diversity be woven in as a, you know, something that you look at for just like one or two sessions, but how, like the, the real question is, how does diversity add to the understanding of this concept? Every concept and asking that for every concept. So it brings it as something that adds a richness and depth to every single topic that was a like that perspective shift for me was monumental mm-hmm. uh, yeah. love to hear your thoughts on that yeah yeah it's, it's um for me it's been like you it's difficult because uh you know as human beings we tend to, to look inwards which is fine mm-hmm. 
but you have to to get up on yourself and like look look like from outside um that that can give you a shift perspective like in in my case as a latina woman here in miami even even miami being a very latin uh, place um I'm, com I'm coming from an island where there's, you know, we are Puerto Rico, it's a small island, you know, it's, everything is fun and over there. Um, here, it was so shocking to me when I see, when I start to see all these racial situations, all the, the segregation, um, not in places, in, in workplace. I remember once being in a, in like it's like a vineyard a very big vineyard that we have here uh, and i saw three parties they, because they kind of separate the area in for private parties and the parties were completely segregated like and i was like i have friends from every like i love to have friends from you know every ethnic i love it for me that's that's, that's what i live here i i love that i see why people you live in Miami, you should have friends from, you know, from everywhere. There's no other place to, to live like that. And, you know, I, I started talking, I started listening, and yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's very ingrained and it's very difficult, but you have to do the work every day. It's like with your life, you have to do the work every day to, to really move towards your own prejudice, your own biases, and, and it's, it's, it's it's part of what we are as human beings. So it's something that you have to work with, like everything, like you have to work with your health, you have to work with your mental state. So it's, it's part of the work that we have to do daily to move, move ourselves to, to, be, to be better persons and to reach our, our best self. Right, okay. and the, I mean, some, some parts in the Just Mercy book, like one, a couple of things that have jumped out to me uh, and it's part of the book club and we're doing it this Friday. And I think you have a workshop too with, uh, with us coming up. Um, there's this element of this work. It's not just like, it's not something that, um, how do I say it? it's not something that like we, that, that needs to be done. And then that's it but it's, um, it's something where we're looking at, this is work that offers a path of personal growth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's going to make anyone who does this work a really mm -hmm. powerful, yeah. you know, it's a powerful pathway. Um, I'd love to hear more about your past. Like, so where did you grow up? I know it's Puerto Rico. How did that, like, how does that influence you today? What are the top few influences? Um, well, I, I love Puerto Rico. I miss it so much right now. So, well, yes, I, I, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, I, I was raised by a, a single mom. Um, so, the, you know, the powerful woman structure has been ingrained in my life. And I will say Puerto Rico is a, a great place to grow up. You have, you know, nature, you have beach, you have... Um, it's a very fun place to, to live. And I, I, I was always involved in Puerto Rico in everything that is awesome culture. 
So it's also very rich in music, very rich in theater, um, histor history, because we have the Osan One area, which is so full of, of history. Um, and, but being from an island, I still so small. So I needed to kind of explore and travel. So I put my, I live in Mexico for six months. I also went to Spain. I, I kind of tried to travel. So I knew that I wouldn't continue living in Puerto Rico just because, because I need to move and to know and to, to kind of go to, to bigger places. Um, so yes, I, I decided to move, to have a jump of faith and move to Miami, no job, nothing, <laughs> go here and see what happens. And yeah, I did that with my husband. So we both kind of jumped into the situation and it's been great. Uh, but I, I, my family is over there. So I miss, i you know, and the island has been hurt. So many bad things like the hurricane, earthquakes, the government is, so it's, 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 I, I, I left in 2016, so it was before everything started like to, to pile up. Um, but I, I, I go constantly and I, my own family is there, so I have communication with everyone. And yeah, it's been, it's been difficult for Puerto Rico, but, but it's like, um, I think one good thing that we have in the sense is that um, because of this uh, political situation with the United States, so we are citizens, but we, we do speak Spanish, so we have a very Hispanic culture, but we also have, a, you know, the, the American culture ingrained because we've been a part of the United States for more than a hundred years. Um, yeah. So I, I always feel that that mix of cultures, uh, I think Puerto Ricans are like very diverse in that sense. Like we have people from everywhere as well. We are completely mixed. <laughs> so it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. Right, right, right. What, what led you to, given everything, what, what led you to, to jump into a life coach training? It, my first curiosity moment uh, started uh, when I was pregnant. I, I decided to jump in a health coach program to help me with my pregnancy, my nutrition during my pregnancy and all that. And I, I love the structure of the coaching, um, the accountability part, the listening part. I love how coaching works as a method. Um, and around that time as well, I have so many friends who told me, um, I, you are a really good listener. Like I have this issue. Can I talk? You know, I feel like people kind of were giving me hints. And I say, I, sh I should try life coaching. I, I didn't see myself like a health coach, like nutrition oriented, um, but I like the structure. So I started to have curiosity about it. And, you know, Google is our friend. <laughs> so I said, I can be a life coach, make up something, you know, that I can really impact people, like person by person, one by one, and do something that like, Wow, that would make me really, you know, pretty happy. And that's how I started to have the curiosity. So I said, let me, let me take the curse because I want more out of curiosity. And, and, you know, I, like, I really like the method. I thought it really worked. 
for 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 me and I, and I have faith that it was gonna help me help people so that's how I, how I decided to jump into life coaching and I don't regret it like the skills that the people learn are amazing not only if you want to become a coach but also for your life um if you if if you have like a corporate job as well a leadership job it's really help you the skills uh, are amazing for to develop as a person so that's how, how it started so now that i have more time um, i'm gonna jump completely into it <laughs> definitely that's amazing what was the most surprising thing about your life coach training I the part that surprised me the most was the type of listening and also personally like when we talk about the future self is what I had more of my aha moments and I realized how how joy was the main goal for my daily my each day so if I can come to the end of the day and feel that I have joy that day and I can finish my day like with with a little with a a little moment of dancing of listening to music like and just that you know that makes my day so um I think that was one of my aha moments but above all I would say the skills like the listening skills, the, um, the, the how to ask the correct questions. <laughs> so all that is, is really, yeah, <laughs> really amazing. That's awesome. What, uh, what would your future self say? Let's say you, like, you know, 10 years from now, she walks in <laughs> right now. What would she say in this moment? I think my future self will will still be curious about so many things <laughs> and will still want to learn so many things. Um, but I feel that it's, you know, that it's going to be a really positive um, 10 years <laughs> because um, everything is getting into, into the right place at the right moment. And when you have your heart, and when you know where you want to go, everything just falls into place. And, and I hope that in 10 years, I can see a, a more, uh, definitely a, a, a society that is much more, much more happy overall. And personally, um, I am sure I will have uh, 10 more goals to, to accomplish and things to learn. Um, but then that, you know, each, that that was that was make that is what makes me you know move move on. I want to learn. I want to to explore more, and that's what makes me be me. So, yeah. That's awesome. What advice would you have for someone just starting out their coach training? I would say to really dig into it, like really dig very deep and and practice all the all the skills. Um, in my case, I will. I would love to have uh, that time more, more time to practice more, and to be open. Um, 
you 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 may be going to with one idea, but if your mind is open, you can get so much more and you can have so much many ideas. There is so much need of coaching in the world. Um so I think we need we need coaches. We need we need coaches, we need people that are there to help people. Um and there is so much need of it. So I will say go with an open mind, with an open heart to learn to see what is your place in coaching? What do you want to do? Who do you want to help? How do you want to do it? And everything will fall down and fall into place when you have all that um, figured out. But you have to have an open mind and open heart and expect beautiful things. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Sandra, we're gonna have to get. Yeah, uh, I uh, I know we've we've taken a little bit of a break on the workshops with July, just because it's the summertime mm-hmm. and the thing. But we need you to get a workshop on diversity <laughs> and inclusion coaching. Are you are you in? Do we have? Sure, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> nice. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this community. We this is it. This is exactly the the kind of thing that we are we're actively as a community moving towards and stepping into and te- you know stepping you know more forcefully not just in you know our statements but you know putting moving into action as well mm-hmm. i think this is where if you look at coach training edu and and how even i got into coaching it was it was to change and improve education. Mm-hmm, like it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I remember after you systemic said, change. Yeah. You know, yes, that's what we're yeah. up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this totally aligns. Yeah. And mm-hmm. thank you for being part of this community and for for bringing, yeah, for bringing you and your insights, mm-hmm. you know, to this thank space. Um, no, let's do. Yeah, is anyone, do we have any Q? Uh, you know, uh, maybe let's do a quick Q and A, and then we'll. If if not, you know, sometimes there's a burning question, sometimes not, and we can you know, ask in the Q and A. And there's always you can always follow up with these uh, on the Coach Train Edu blog as well. Okay. And give everyone a minute or two. Mm-hmm. So Sandra, any any final thoughts, last last words as we wrap up this podcast? I will say that um, in this time that we are living, just be more open to listen, and I. Like my one of my profound realizations is that we cannot be completely well. We cannot reach complete well-being without our our community being well as well. So self-care and collective care goes together to 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 really create the life that you want. And that's that's the that's the way to to really have a joyful life and to be to to create that sensation that of happiness. Like this is joy, this is happiness, and it goes together. You can we cannot just think that if we take care of ourselves, we are good to go. We also need to take care of each other and have each other's back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. There's a whole set, you know, different feeling set, a whole new set around and that empathetic motivation, like motivation for the mm-hmm. sake of other, that feels mm-hmm. so incredibly powerful. And people who tap mm-hmm. into it, it feels electric. 
And how can you live, you know, once you feel that, like, how can you go, yeah. you don't want to go away you from it. You can go back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're like, Definitely. I'm in. Like, how do I change the world? It feels yeah. too good to not do it. Definitely, yeah. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Nadidi has a question here. Uh, I'm interested in how you will expand your specialism in coaching. How do you expand that special? So I um, I want to to actually do a certification, I can complete a certification. Um there are there are a couple available in and right. they give you their your hours and all that to to have your certification ready. And the way that I plan to expand is is as as I mentioned before, I want to to knock on the doors of those people that need to learn about diversity and inclusion. So my plan is to knock on doors of HR people, leadership people, um, to offer them the the coaching, so 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 more people learn about it, and that way you know reach more people and get into the head of more people. Um, so I I'm planning on doing like that reach, like HR people, people from different corporations, uh, leadership, in order to. To let them know you need to learn about diversity and inclusion <laughs> because it's something that people don't think they need until they are in a situation that they need to. So that's how I'm, I'm planning on expanding. Do it now before you get in a spot where you wish you had done it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? It's true. Yeah, educate it now. Educate <laughs> it now, yeah, yeah. Gain the knowledge, do it Gain now. Gain the knowledge and, yeah. It yeah. seems to me like when I think about coaching, like the field of like field of coaching, like what mm -hmm. some of the principles of coaching and then what's required for, you know, diversity and inclusion coaching. And it's there, there, and, you know, going back to what Tony said from mm -hmm. uh, a podcast a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I listened to it. It's just so powerful that it, it's so clear that there needs to be another knowledge base put in place mm -hmm. that just coaching is not enough. Mm -hmm. And this, this feels to me very familiar because academic life coaching is the same way. Mm -hmm. If you just yeah. have coaching working with young people, it's not enough. You need to have a, a structure. You need to have you know, uh, knowledge to work with. Uh, you know, an understanding of, oh, okay, this is how the teenage mind works. These are the structures mm -hmm. put in place. And, um, and I think that it's through the work of coaches like you on, Sandra, on the, on the edge of this, mm -hmm. moving forward, this, this is going to make the biggest difference in the field of mm -hmm. coaching. Uh, and yeah. I think it's the future of coaching. The coaching is going to go back to, you know, looking at different, okay, what's the knowledge base that's necessary here to move you forward? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What like uh, from this? Like, where do you see? Like, where where do you see the path of coaching moving? You know, from this this spot. I think that I and I seen in in the coaching world um, a lot of wow. Yes, we need to do this. Wait, yeah. I haven't realized that I need to tap into this. I seen that a lot in different coach that you follow on social media. All that. Oh, wait. Okay. And myself, um, because I have that sensitivity, when I go to any place or I follow any coach or any something, I always look at the how they how how diverse are they, how much they plan on diversity, 
this this uh, every group i always look for the diversity for me that's if i want to to cooperate or to be part of something they need to prove me that they have diversity in mind um and i one of the things that i see in the coaching business is what that some in some parts that was missing like where is the diversity where's the people where is the hispanic people where is the latin people what is you know so um and i think that this moment has created that realization and it's, it's gonna expand so much because it the coach the coach is gonna be i think very very crucial to move things especially if we tap into the right people we can move things forward uh, with individuals or maybe you know in, in the bigger scale um and i would love to see coaching like like more accessible as well that more people can do coaching i don't know how that will will work but it's so amazing what people can do with a little bit of coaching that if we can reach to, you know reach to more people and more people have access to it we can do a bigger impact in the world so i think not only diversity and inclusion also accessibility how we put this in the community that need coaching how we go to them and how we tap into those people that really need it but they can afford to pay i don't know how it would work you know but um that's how i see coaching moving like touching more life and be more important to the communities and maybe organizations realize that they need coaches that they, that they need coaches in their organizations and you know in the communities to help and you know i i think it's a it's so much it's, it's gonna grow i just see it growing from this point forward Sandra, you get, you get they all fired up. I'm like, okay, we got a good <laughs> podcast, good end of the podcast, break, everyone get to work, get to go work. back and get yeah. that project done. Yes, yes. Do it. We need to get to the people, yeah. yeah. Get coaching to the people. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Sandra, thank you. Thank you for this no, no, podcast. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Nadidi, thank you for the question yeah. uh, and uh, for everyone else who's listening live, thank you for being here. Uh, for the community listening on the podcast, thank you, for, thank you for being a part of this Coach Training EDU community. This has been another uh, cast of the Coaching to Flourish podcast. Thanks thank everyone. You. See you next week. Mm -hmm. Thank you.